So what year was this? This is 1975. Right. Okay. Yeah. This whole area back here was just thick with Acropora right. palmetto. Okay. The Elkhorn coral. And how and much is it left? 0.01 percent. Whoa. Something like that. You'll see. Yeah. We'll go out and see. That was Dr. Phil Dustin in an interview for the Netflix documentary Chasing Coral, discussing the loss of coral at Carey's Fort Reef in the Florida Keys. This is Under the Sea, where we will dive into the undersea world of coral. In this podcast, we will try to uncover the lasting implications of rising ocean temperatures on reef life. In 2016, the worst coral bleaching event in history devastated the Great Barrier Reef. Coral reefs have a symbiotic relationship with the algae zooxanthellae, who photosynthesize energy for the reefs. But when ocean temperatures rise, the coral gets stressed, ejecting their zooxanthellae, causing the coral to lose its color and starve. This phenomenon is known as coral bleaching. The Great Barrier Reef has suffered five distinct death events in the past 30,000 years, bouncing back every time. But researchers are now concerned that the reef's defense system won't be able to recover this time from the unpredictable, unnatural shift in ocean temperatures. The goal of this podcast is to learn more about climate change's effect on the ocean. We started this journey at the Old Town Library, where we contacted University of Colorado Oceanic Sciences professor Nikki Levandusky. We still don't know very much about the ocean. There's a lot of mystery that we haven't solved yet in, when it comes to oceanography. So, for example, we regularly launch balloons in the atmosphere and record information about, for example, the humidity or the temperature, but we don't do that very often in the ocean. And so there's large areas in the ocean that we know very little about. That was something we hadn't thought of before. We know the oceans are important, but sometimes the world seems to ignore them. Living in a landlocked state, the ocean doesn't seem to have much of an impact on us day to day. However, this is not the case for many people. Here's a clip from the documentary Chasing Coral of NOAA Coral Reef Watch's Dr. Mark Eakin to expand on this idea. We've got half a billion to a billion people that rely on coral reefs as their main source of food. Without that protein, they're going to be malnourished. Their culture, their way of life, their economies are all reliant on healthy coral reefs. Without coral reefs, many communities will be affected. It may start in the coastal communities, but the impact will also ripple out to places like Colorado. This issue is not just a problem for one country, but the entire human population. Yet, it is naive to ignore the impact these changes have on the planet's various ecosystems. Marine biologist Dr. James Porter in the Chasing Coral film can speak to this. It's easy to think about the fate of an individual species. But what is a little harder to explain, it's the beginning of an ecological collapse of the entire ecosystem. It's more than the species, the genus, the family, the order. We're talking about the possibility that entire classes of organisms would go extinct. Dr. Lovendusky makes this point concisely. And so when the corals go, so does the biodiversity. This concern has been stirring in the back of many scientists' minds for a while, but now it needs to come to the forefront of the conversation. Certainly coral reefs have, have been disappearing, but I would 
I would argue that they're disappearing at a m much more alarming rate now than, than ever before. The political climate surrounding climate change is very polarized. Left-wing liberals believe more money should be spent on the environment, while conservatives believe government money is better spent elsewhere. Despite their reservations, there are several initiatives to mitigate climate change's impact on coral. Currently, the Environmental Protection Agency has in place the Coral Reef Task Force. Their goal is to preserve and protect coral reefs. Through the Coral and Climate Adaptation Planning Project, they have worked to find ways to help coral adapt to the changing ocean temperatures. But with the current administration, many efforts have been stalled. That's why it is vital for the everyday American to get involved, whether it's through their vote or their voice. At a local youth climate strike, we met an eighth grader at Polaris Expeditionary Learning School who impressed us with her political efforts, even at such a young age. It is important to vote, but she gave us some other ideas for how to get involved politically. Well, first of all, you can just, from home, just send an email to a politician and tell them that action needs to be taken, or send an email to a politician who doesn't believe in climate change. This student encourages the younger generation to make their voice heard. Some people may feel that, at 13 years old, she and other young activists don't belong in a political environment that is dominated by adults. Here's what she had to say about that idea. In 11 years, it's pretty much, there's no, there's no turning back in 11 years. Um, and so by the time I'm like, by social standards, old enough to make a difference, it'll be too late to make a difference. And we need to take action now and whoever is ready and willing to take action should, no matter how old you are. Outside of politics, there are many things you can do to help. This summer, that same 8th grader is going on a school trip to replant coral in the Florida Keys. At home, here are a few tips that she recommends. Using reef sunscreen or, you know, just biking more than you drive or, um... Just really spreading awareness is one of the big things. There are plenty of ways to be environmentally conscious, such as picking up trash, reducing herbicide and pesticide use, and using renewable energy sources. But a reoccurring theme we heard was about starting a conversation. I often find, like at the university level, with young people that we're sort of in a little bubble here and we think that everyone's aware but as soon as you get out there in the real world you realize that that's not the case right so talking to people bringing it up making sure climate change is part of the conversation um, even around the dinner table can can go a long way dr Lewandowski perfectly summarized the goal of this podcast raising awareness of an important issue and hopefully sparking discussion we haven't changed the world but through this project, we came to an important realization. Although many obstacles are in our path, by banding together, the old and young alike can overcome difficulties to create positive change. And as we stood together at the youth climate strike, we felt the power of unity. This way.